On this Thursday after Ash Wednesday, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, The Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then he said to all, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What profit is there for one to gain the whole world, yet lose or forfeit himself? The Gospel of the Lord. What a great joy it is to start this Lent with freedom, by choice, not out of empty ritualism. How wonderful it is to start out with love, with a love that is not tainted by any concern about what people may say, by any obligation imposed from outside, or even by any empty religiosity that is only a shell. In previous years, when I had the grace to celebrate the Ash Wednesday Mass, and I found the church full, packed as they say, with elderly people, adults, and children of all sizes, I thanked God from the bottom of my heart. There is still pure and simple faith among the people of God, even when it wasn't a day of obligation. Many people came to listen to the gospel, to receive the imposition of ashes, and to receive the Eucharist. The church must go back to the simplicity and purity of a faith not imposed, but assimilated, not fabricated, but experienced, not of the masses, but of small, fervent communities. We must all experience at some point that having faith is not about having to do things such as fasting, praying, and giving alms, but that faith is believing in Jesus, alive and present in a specific community, in the Eucharist, in those who are in need. May the Father grant us this grace on this Lenten journey. Moving on to today's glimpses of the Gospel, we can say that it's true that it's not good to be drastic, that is, to think that everything in life is either black or white, either this or that way, because that leads us to confront and look askance at anything that is not the way we think it should be. But it is also true that it is good to be honest in every aspect of life, but mainly to be honest with ourselves and with God. You can't be serious about life without deep honesty, and Lent is, in some way, as we will see, a beautiful path of inner honesty that will lead to an improvement in our relationship with God and with others. Why do I say this? Because today, Jesus' words seem drastic at first glance. In fact, they often are. But they seem drastic, forceful, strong, if taken superficially and with a heart unwilling to look inside. Rather, we can think that being drastic, forceful, and strong is not always bad. On the contrary, it is necessary. But I imagine that if you are listening to this audio, you want to be honest with him and with yourself. Which are the forceful definitions we are referring to? Whoever wants to follow him must take up their cross. Whoever wishes to save their life will lose it. Whoever loses it for him will save it. There doesn't seem to be much of a middle ground. That's why we have to be honest with ourselves and with him. 
Otherwise, our faith in him becomes some kind of a hodgepodge where we cannot tell what is what. To follow Jesus taking up our cross is to follow him. To follow Jesus without taking up any cross is looking at him from afar. It's like liking a page and finding out what's new every now and then. It's like becoming a member of a club and receiving news only by email. It's like saying we are students when we are only sitting in class. To follow Jesus and seek our own benefit, wanting to save ourselves, is not to follow him, but to make ourselves believe that we do. To follow Jesus is to take up a path of acceptance that salvation comes from him and that only by losing our life little by little, by surrendering little by little, will we find the beautiful fullness of life. You see, in this sense, Jesus didn't go by half measures. He did not use marketing slogans for us to follow him without revealing the fine print of the agreement. On the contrary, he was more honest than anyone else. Now, on the other hand, it's true that once we follow Jesus, once we make that decision, once we set out on a journey, we are on the road, and on the road there are many different things. There are several lanes, so to speak, fast and slow. There are detours, there are falls and reproaches. There is exhaustion and help. There are, we could say, some gray areas, but that's another story. Today, let's look for a shock of sincerity, which can turn into a sincericide that will actually do us good. Do we want to follow Jesus like this, carrying the cross and giving up our lives? Or do we want a kind of Christianity where anything goes and everything's right, depending on my preferences and whims? Are we free to follow Jesus? Is it a decision of our own? Or do we follow him almost out of force and habit? Do we follow him giving up our lives? Or do we expect everyone to give their lives for us? Do we follow him from afar, almost virtually, without commitment? Like those who like something on Facebook to make a good impression on others? Or do we follow him by being responsible in each daily task, knowing that without dialogue with him, without real love for our neighbor, and without voluntary self-deprivation, we cannot truly love. Let us think and pray. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain forever.